This is what flow from Progressive sounds like in one of our commercials. You may have seen one there on TV occasionally. And speaking of motorcycle insurance rates, did you know that our basic motorcycle policies start at just $75 a year? And speaking of speaking of insurance, I just love... And this is how that same commercial sounds on your motorcycle. Yeah, everything's better on a bike. Progressive keeps you on yours. Get a quote in as little as three minutes at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Annual premium for basic liability policy not available in all states. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents, which means you're going to start telling your kids to clean up before the cleaning lady comes. Doesn't make sense, but you're the parent and they're the kids. You're going to start telling them that now, too. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. And there's your opening to remind them who pays the bills around here. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. This is a Vencast Studios production. On Almighty Baller Radio. Radio, radio. Welcome, welcome to Season 2, Episode 20 of Riding the Pine. I am Hondo, here with Guy. Guy, it's Saturday. Yo, yo. It's the Saturday edition. What's up? Saturday, man. Saturday. <laughs> Come with the energy. Come with the fire. It's Saturday. The energy in the fire. You know. You know what. You know why you're a bit exhausted. You're yeah. probably a bit exhausted. Why I'm exhausted. Yeah. It's the NBA voting. Sure. It's the NBA voting. And in this season, I want to tell you something. Their special like double dip days are like. I'm like I gotta keep track of it. I yes. gotta keep. I have to vote on the on the double on the two X days. Right. Like New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, and like today, yeah. yesterday, yeah, yeah, double X days. So everything counts twice. This is probably the most I've ever voted in the, for the All-Star Game. I've probably wow. voted five or six times already. Good for you, man. And, you know, just get, get my reps in. Just so, get, get my reps in. I've never submitted my actual birthday to them because I don't, I don't want them to have that information. Sure. But if I win, I'll give you my legit birthday NBA. <laughs> Can't wait. Can't wait. <laughs> Listeners. <laughs> the, the sweepstakes. Um, hey, so I know you could vote even on Google. You can vote on Instagram. You yeah. can vote on Twitter, or Facebook. How, how do you? How do you? I vote? have only been going to the site. I have oh, forget site. about the forget, N- about, the forget about the hashtag <laughs> NBA vote. Yeah. I I hate that. I don't care about that at all. Oh. I want the actual ballot. And you know, I've been I've I've literally been going in to swap players in. I've been I've been cool. trying to go in. I've been trying to give Towns a couple of breaks. Nice. Like, yeah, he, we need it. We he's need probably it. the closest that I think we can get. Yeah. That I mean, the other guys have been been playing awesome, but the, you know, the actual starter lineups are just ferociously hard to get into this year. Ferocious, ferocious. Um, so you know what? It's it, it's it's been a lot of fun, and I've I've had a lot of fun, kind of like, man, Old Depot deserves this over, and just like snubbing Kyrie just makes me <laughs> like it makes me feel so good, and uh, it, it makes me feel so weird to snub someone between. Harden, Westbrook, and Curry. Sure. I'm just like, this doesn't make any sense, NBA. Well, the whole thing doesn't make any sense right now because they're looking at changing <laughs> from the form format from the starters and the bench players being picked by the coaches. So just we're picking a captain and the captain dress, drafts the rest of the team. So, okay. And, and I want to make sure that I got this right. You can, once the captain is selected, so probably LeBron or Curry. Yes. They are, they are actually picking the teams. We don't know about how they're picking the teams. However, they can pick teams from either the technical East or West yes. to comprise their teams. Right. And I think, so there's like five that get picked from the phone fan voting as in terms of like 50% yeah. or whatever. And those are the starters or something. And then the rest of the 50% 
of the rosters are also, you know what? I got it all wrong. Um, so actually what happens is 50% of the vote is counted for by the fans. And then the rest of the 50% is by players and coaches. Yes. So this, this list that we're finding, we're voting for five starters. Like it doesn't even matter. Yeah. But it, so it's, it's five starters. So it's five starters and that's the waiting for the starters, but there's still the coaches picks yeah. for the other. What are we playing? How many do they actually play? 12. 12. Okay. So seven other people, seven other guys. So, so many snubs. So, but so will they actually, so they're picking the entire, the entire team. So once LeBron gets picking, he's essentially picking his 12. His 12, yeah. Okay. All right. It's all squared up. You have the whole story. You have the whole story (laughs) for this. Completely exhausting though. Completely exhausting. And it's just like, I, but I love it. All-star game to me, I, I love, I love the top all-star game events as much as I love. I used to love the all like the MLB's. Home run derby. Yeah, it's true. it's just like that one event of the year that you look forward to watching. That that's completely unlike the rest of the season. Dang, that's cool to know. Um, yeah, I was I always get really hyped for the All Star game and stuff like that, but it always turns out to be something else. But uh, the All Star weekend is my what I always look forward to. It's like a yeah. nice little break, and I get to see them doing something that there's they're not normally going to do in a game. <laughs> so I have to talk about <laughs> this because I keep getting the same response. It's like it's like the diehards are going to watch Friday night. The diehards are definitely going to watch the yeah. activities of Friday night. Yeah. Saturday night is like every, everyone. Everybody is in. Yeah. And then literally even against the diehards, even against the NBA Thursday fan group, like very few people will actually actively be watching the All-Star, All-Star game. game yeah. I love it so much. And yet <laughs> I am like one of like very, very few yes. that will act actively watch that game because I want to see 210 to 200. How does it feel to be in minority? I, it feels weird, man. It feels weird, but so be it. Yes. So be it. So, hey, a shout out to Amir. Amir mentioned a great idea. So Amir, oh, nice. Amir is a brand new member for NBA Thursday. He's come to a couple of events. We got to talking, Guy, while you Ooh, were I like that. Well, while you were away. Yeah. We got to talking while you're away. And we figured we figured how hard would it be to submit for the G League? How hard would it be actually to actually submit for the G League? So as a as an NBA podcaster, I'm like, what are the actual hoops to jump through to get a like a an actual tryout for the G League? So I, I figured I at least owe it owe it to the fans, owe it to myself to submit an application for the G League. Oh my gosh! Just to see what it's about. Wow, 2018 is all about doing something <laughs> different, and apparently we're gonna be ballers now. Is that what you're saying? I don't. I don't want to be baller. I just want to see how low the actual. It's like pay 150 bucks and then just go go yeah. out on the court and run a bunch of wind sprints or something, dude. I I want to see it. Yeah, they have a court so, specially for you. If though. you see Hondo in yeah. in a main Red Claws uniform next yeah. season, you will know why because it started here. It started, here, it started here as an idea because we're like, could you actually submit for the NBA draft? It sounds like you actually can. You actually can submit for the NBA draft. I was like, man. How funny would it be to have a first time submission? You're like 33. Like sure. people I've, have done that. Jamario Moon has done it and stuff like that. Really? Yeah. Dean Garrett was a really old rookie. Yeah. I know. I'm sorry. I killed. <laughs> I didn't mean to kill the vibe. But no. It has happened. It, it's it's happened. So, yeah. but I just I figured the G League barrier is even less. Oh sure. So I'm going for it. Let's do it, man. I'm, I'm going or for I'll it. I'll watch so, you do and, it. And so then. If nothing else, we have access to all the sponsors. So, oh, yeah. so riding the pine is now a patch in the G League. Oh my gosh! That's, and then we get to wear the SpongeBob SquarePants oh, uniforms. 
uh, Delaware 87 would you you're do that killing if, me man you're killing me would you do that like Spongebob Squarepants jerseys but that's the only, that's the one condition that will have the ride in the pine patch on it. <laughs> <laughs> I you might get, have to pass. You get, you get, I might have to pass. You on know, that. we kind of like you guys. We're gonna give you one night a year, <laughs> yeah. and it's and it's that, that night. night. It's the SpongeBob SquarePants yeah. night. Unbelievable. This story. The story is gonna continue to develop. So stay tuned for more of that. I hope so. Hey, 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 Gee. Hi, man. Stay with it. Stay with it. This is this is my, high energy. This high is, octane. This is my dream. This is my dream. Oh. So you know what? We're just gonna we're gonna go right into it. We have to go right into it. There's no other option. So we are going to go right into gameplay. So, 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 so we are going to go. Right into gameplay this week. You know what, Gee? Better put your water down because your 24 seconds are starting now. Yo, Minnesota, uh, I have to just give a quick shout out. They're awesome. I love my team. I love my squad. They are crushing. They're getting uh, national attention now. People are podcasting about them. We're talking about them right now, too. And they're like top 10 in defensive win shares or top five in point differential. They are um, a half game away from the third seed in the freaking West, dude. Oh, my God. The Timberwolves. Oh, let's my stop. God. Let's stop being spooky. Let's be scary now. Go. Oh, here's here's my first story. There was a point this week I saw this I saw this meme I nearly died laughing Rodney Hood walked out of the stadium and sacked some guy's cell phone if you have not seen this, this is my favorite meme of the entire year. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, what cell phone company is sponsoring this? Oh, sure. Or just Rodney Hood comes around and sacks your phone yeah. and makes you sign up for more coverage. Yeah, get your... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Right. Um, he got sacked with a $30,000 fine, though. That's the heaviest fine in the Man. league so far. It was a phone smack. <laughs> <laughs> At least he owns some sort of valuable stat this Shoot. season. All yeah. right, Geek, your second story starting now. Oh, Cleveland, Cleveland, Cleveland. <laughs> Blowout losses to Minnesota. That's my team. Yes. Uh, Toronto, that's Drake's dream. And <laughs> you were up by 25 plus against Victor Oladipo and the one love Indiana Pacers. And they beat you. And they beat you. <laughs> Cleveland, always drama. You know, Thursday night, you know, right after Friends, you know, like before Frazier, after Seinfeld. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You're 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 becoming a joke. Like, fix this. This is so sad, and it's hilarious, and it's my top story of the week because I like when LeBron loses. Go. <laughs> Second story. Hey, this is this is great. Kobe is coming back. I've heard that he oh. is getting a pilot for a, a what is a, a 15 game series in which he kind of breaks down and does some analysis for NBA players. Yeah, this should be a lot of fun. I'm a Kobe fan. I'm also just like. Hey, to actually have a legend assessing the game as opposed to a bunch of schmoes, like I'm, I'm all about it. So yeah. I want to see what's, what's to come. It's, it's always nice to have Kobe on the air too. Yeah, I think he's good presence. So that's cool, man. It's gonna, it would be cool competition for like Area 21 and all those other stuff. But I don't like that it's on the ESPN. I wish it was on some random like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can't change that. RTP so. Live something. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Keith. We got stats. We got stats galore this week. What's stats, going stats, on? Stats, 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 stats. Everybody. <laughs> That's the hype episode. <laughs> that's the that's the stats. That's the hype. Where are we starting? Oh, we're starting in the way back. Uh, we hit that time tub top time huh? the hot tub time machine, and we went back to 1979, 1980. <laughs> oh, wow. Not since Larry Bird and Magic Johnson have there been a, has there been a season in which four rookies 
or more, I guess, but four rookies scored 15 points or more. And this year is the only other year. Wow. It's happened five times in history, whatever. But like Kuzma, Mitchell, uh, Markinen, and uh, Simmons. Wow. Or and Tatum, I think. No, Simmons are the ones that are doing uh, 15 points or more. Unbelievable. That's just showing the strength of this freaking class. Yeah. I, I love it. And it's just like, it's a great sign of things to come. Um, my stat, my first stat here is five of the top 10 defensive wind share players yeah. are from Boston. Yeah. I was like, holy cow. Yeah. I'm like, they are not dominate. I mean, they're not just like in, in this stat, they are like winning it so this, as, as a team. This is a season stat though, right? This is not like a breakdown by no. month or something. This is the no, whole this, season. This is the whole season. This oh. is the whole season. So as of right now, mm-hmm. as of right now, there are five Boston players in that top. 10. Did you know that if you break it, broke it down since like December 9th or December 10th from then till now, yeah. there are five, still five Boston players. There's then, four Timberwolves players. Yeah. And then there's Lonzo Bull apparently. <laughs> in the wind chairs, in defensive wind chairs. You know, and I, I really enjoy that stat. Um, I think that actually has a lot of merit to what's being portrayed in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Boston is the clear number one best team I've ever seen defensively, mm-hmm. and I'm excited to see what they can do up uh, against like the Le- LeBrons and the the Torontos oh, in the in the playoffs. Like how you how do you actually score against them? It's going to be just, remarkable. I, I actually don't want to see them play Cleveland oh. right now. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to like it's not fair. It's <laughs> it's not fair to Cleveland at this point. Yeah. I want to see Cleveland recover. I want it to be a <laughs> I want it to be a fair matchup. So all right. Hey, your next sure. stat, Guy. Yeah, it's not, it wouldn't be fair, huh? Laurie Markkinen, <laughs> I'm talking about him again. Um, he's made eight. He, Laurie Markkinen, I'm talking about him again. Uh, he made eight three pointers uh, last game against um, against New York, and he tied. Uh, and he's tied for the most three pointers made by a seven footer in NBA history. And I think that guy is Dirk Nowitzki. Really, um, but he still doesn't eat raw meat oh. because you saw you saw from that oh. article that was published on Twitter yes. that you know he had that interview with Phil Jackson. Yeah. And Phil Jackson said you know <laughs> he wanted him to eat raw meat. So this, you know what? If you're a seven footer out there shooting three pointers, no raw meat, no tartar. <laughs> <laughs> Continuing on, hey, so Geet, we've we've had a changing of the guard in blocks. In, we in, have. in in blocks this season, we so have. both KP and Gobert are averaging two point three blocks. Nice. So the leader was Miles Turner. Yeah, was Miles Turner at like two point two blocks per game. Oh. So the changing of the guard. I believe that there's some hundominiums on the line. So we have to we have to sort this out in due course. Yes. But boy, your boy Lou Williams ha- has some uh, <laughs> noteworthy stats coming here. What's going on? <clears throat> I don't know. I call him your boy, but yeah, he, my boy. He's actually like remarkable for like a. He's like thirty. He's our age, like 31, 32. and he's putting up thirty one point eight points a game. These last ten games or so, Clippers are <laughs> Clippers on a minor tear right now, and I know that they're not necessarily winning a whole lot of games, but uh, this week they won a couple, you know, ball busters, mm-hmm. and um, it's on the back of Lou Williams for the most part. God, that's that's so crazy. And he's shooting like fucking 50, 40, 90 right now. 48, 46, and 92, respectively, from the from the two, three, and free throw. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And you it's only probably ever done been done like once or twice in history where it's 50, 40, 90, right? Yeah. And it's, it's such a marvel stat. 
Yeah. If you can get to that point, you're like in greatness. Super lube. Super lube. They call them sweet lube, but I think it's time it's for it's super lube. Let's get a, let's get a cape on. It's a, instead of the super glue, it's super lube. There it is. <laughs> nice, like uh, 162 games. 162 games that there have been at least 20 and 10 for R- Russell Westbrook in the regular season. So, man, he is killing it. Absolutely killing it in terms of what he's putting up. He's uh, we were just looking at stats before uh, before this episode started. I mean, he's just like well, he has like thirty double doubles this year. What sixteen, seventeen triple doubles? Yeah. It's just, oh yeah. It's just uh, the dude is superhuman, man. Yeah, I'm actually kind of glad that it's not the narrative this season. No, no, but, I I really like. I thought it was overplayed last season, yeah, and it was just like it was clearly because he had this like. He had this void. He had this opportunity to himself. Yeah. And I and I like that it's more about the team for him and that concept, even though that narrative has been played out um, <laughs> sure. to the end. But but still, I mean, the dude is putting up numbers, deserves some respect. He still will get snubbed. He still won't be a starter on the All-Star game. Mm. Um, no respect. No respect. No respect. Yo, uh, Lou Williams again. Uh, the... the I got to be honest, man, uh, he's been kind of he's the player of the month, man. He's definitely the player of the month right now. Um, and he's had eight 30 point games this season um, off the bench. Mm-hmm. Uh, the entire NBA has eight wow. 30 point games off the bench. <laughs> so he's matched wow. the rest of the NBA. Take that NBA. Yeah, take that. <laughs> you walked right into that one. <laughs> All right, I got, I got something for you, man. Yeah. Uh, so I love like, you know, not necessarily like breaking your brain here, but like just like asking, you know, these are some insane stats that have been happening. And mm-hmm. we've been talking about a few of these guys uh, on the pod today as well as the rest of the season so far. And um, well, there are five people, five players that have hit that have broken that have broken. Sorry. 50 points. The 50 point barrier. So the 50 point club. So who are those five players? OK, so Lou LeBron. Harden. Nice. Uh, uh, and Harden's done it three times. Ah, boy, it gets challenging after that. Uh, did Donovan Mitchell break it, or did he... He has, like, 42, something Yeah, like he that. got 41 or 42, that's right. I'm going to say Boogie Cousins actually broke it. Is that right, or no? No, it's Damn. not. I will... I, you're, uh, you're in the wrong conference. Okay. So for the remaining two, you're in the wrong conference. I'm in the wrong conference. Yeah. Oh, uh, KP. Um, a little north and a little south for the rest of the two players. Hmm. So a north of New York. North. Oh, Demar Derozan. There it is. So that's number four. And what's a little bit south of New York? John Wall. What's who was the point guard of the Wizards? Oh, when- Victor Oladipo. Shit. Nope. Who was the point guard of the Wizards when John Wall was hurt? Uh, point guard of the Wizards when John... Oh, who brought the ball up? Lowry? Of oh, the Wizards. Oh, wizard! No, Wizards. Uh, Beal. Boom. Damn. It's okay. I, mean, all right, all right, I feel like I did I feel like I did okay. I thought so you did really, really well. Really random guessing at the end, yeah. but like, eh, you know what? I'm, I'm in this. Ah, you were. I'm in this, ah. I'm in this competition. <laughs> hey, that, that's, that, that's, that's a pretty interesting saggy. Yeah. Uh, I I really like that you didn't that you didn't bust my balls with a bunch of crazy clues that you used to drop no, on the, on the pod. The so. back fat's gone. Oh god, the, the back fat was some of the some of the hardest. I actually am saying it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put this out. I'm gonna put this out in the universe, Key. And I'm just gonna say that because we live in Seattle, mm-hmm. because we live in Seattle, and we're looking at bringing on other people that 
may potentially know basketball, other bigger celebrities. I am. I'm going for bringing Ken Jennings on this podcast. Do it, Ken Jennings, the Je- the former Jeopardy champion. Let's talk about basketball with Ken Jennings. Let's make no, it happen. It's, 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 it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. So, but we do we have to like phrase everything in form of a question? Oh, we'll, we'll ask him that in the uh, leading up to him yeah. coming on the podcast. But <laughs> I think we can get him on. Um, there's not too much news. It's just a lot of kind of basketball leading up to the All Star Game. However. Yeah. However, this this is very close to the toaster streak in terms of how funny this is. Mm-hmm. Uh, a fan yelled at Thompson yesterday, and he was just yelling, just like, hey, bitch, motherfucker, whatever. Just like, Ooh. just a bunch of really, really aggressive language. Mm-hmm. It got in his head, though. It got in his head, and it shut Clay Thompson down. So it broke Clay Thompson's 95-game streak of hitting a shot from beyond the arc. Really? Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. Now this fan was escorted out, and I and I don't think I don't think like large swaths of fans should be yelling obscenities at Clay Thompson just because he's probably not ready to handle that. But like, I mean, the dude can't even dunk in China, so like, (laughs) whatever. (laughs) But 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 still, like, he got so rattled, so rattled that he he did not make his quintessential three point shot. Man, he. Of anyone in the league, he seems like the most zen and like all he needs to do is smoke weed and like hang out with his dog Rocco and score buckets, right? And, <laughs> yeah. and shoot threes. Like what what would phase him? I don't Apparently know. Apparently yelling <laughs> a bitch at him. That's what I'm gonna do in the playoffs, dude. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna scream and yell and throw Clay Thompson, use a bitch. And yeah, use, use a bitch. Use a bitch. Use a bitch. Oh my, oh my god. So I was just I was just dying. So now, now I don't actually know who has the second longest streak, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we'll come back to it's that. It's probably Clay Thompson again, right? Yeah, it's probably, probably. It's, it's probably Clay Thompson. <laughs> it's it's actually only tracking Clay Thompson. No no, no one no one else is really that interested. It's a Clay no one stat. no one else is really that interested in this yeah. stat game. Oh. Uh, so a little bit about the twelve thirty project. Um, twelve thirty project. We don't have updated numbers. We're still. Probably we're in the sixty percentish range, um, but we're gonna come back. We're gonna have an update before the All Star game. The one thing about the twelve thirty project for everybody listening, we're actually gonna go back, given what we know, and we're gonna predict for the remainder of the season. Yeah. So that you know the quintessential six hundred fifteen games remaining. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was good. So a lot more to come. Hey, yeah. Gee, you gotta drop us into the old man's lounge. What's happening oh, there? Man. Oh man. Oh man. One more time. Oh man. Oh man. I need a one dance. <laughs> oh, I get that song in my head every time. <laughs> hey man, tapping on that glass, that frosted glass, is the O Man's Lounge. <laughs> Let's go. Let's hit it up. This was a shorter week because we recorded uh, later last week um, than we would normally have. Mm-hmm. But um, basically, it's a, a small list, but it's a list of new people and a very interesting, uh, very interesting player who's a starter who scores no points. Here in the O-Man's Lounge, <laughs> the only requirement, the only requirement to get access in this fly man zone right right here, yeah. this, no, this no fly zone O-Man's Lounge, mm-hmm. is to just score more points as an NBA starter. So your job is to do... The thing that you're not supposed to be doing. <laughs> Let me break it down for you. Terrence Ferguson, Malachi Richardson, Dylan Brooks. I almost call them Dijon Brooks. Lance Thomas, Wesley Johnson, uh, J.R. Smith, Julius Rander, 
J.R. Smith, <laughs> Julius Randle, and Garrett Temple. But guess what, man? Yeah. The back of that line, he went 40 fucking minutes. Yeah. Ooh. Scored no points. Ooh. Trevor Ariza. Trevor Ariza? Trevor Ariza went 0 for 6 from 3. 40 minutes. Wow. Yo, and knocking on that door after Ariza, little boy, baby blue, is it Thomas? <laughs> From live in Washington, Ballard. Um, <laughs> he went two for 15. Ooh. And he scored five points. He wants in, but he two can't for 15 get in. from field goal? Yeah. Okay. From the field. Um, and he got five points, so he can't get in. But he, he could have tried. Nah, he he could have tried a little bit harder. He would have gotten in. He was trying. So for those that are following at home, Garrett Temple already has a drink on a tap, so he knows what to get. Yeah. Um, I believe that the orange Julius Randall and vodka is probably something that we're... Uh, Something that we're serving. I like that. I like that. <laughs> and eh, we're still working on some other drinks. J.R. Smith, I feel like, is going to make a few more appearances this season. So, you know we'll, what? Uh, we'll get something ready for I really for him. like that Orange Julius drink. Like, <laughs> you know, Orange Julius strawberry. Orange Julius, like, lime. Turn it upside down because you're in, you're, you're in DQ as well, you know? Yeah. Ah, it's the Julius Randall. <laughs> it's the Orange Julius Randall. But I wonder, like, um, is it served frozen? Is it served, like, you know, oh, no. two inches off the ground because he can't jump? <laughs> Is it served here, on potential, here, but here. never getting realized? <laughs> so it's just like the hypothetical orange Julius. We serve, we serve it, we serve it like just slightly off the ground. Yeah. At the, they're like, why don't you serve it from the bar? No, we'll have the server come around and serve it from the ground where it belongs. <laughs> that's great. Oh my god. Well, that's what it is. And um, you know what? If you're Dorian Finney Smith, you have a drink. Yep. You're welcome anytime. If you're Jarrell Martin, if you're if you're uh, Iman Shumpert, oh man, Iman Shumpert hasn't even been playing this year. Yeah. He, I think the old man's broke him. <laughs> and if you're part of a bench, I forgot about that one. And then if you're, you know, Paul Gasol, you got drinks, you got menu you got, we, we items got, we got, on the menu for you. You're welcome anytime. We got drinks. We're almost stocked. We're almost we're almost ready to expand the old man's lounge. Yeah. We are probably we're thinking about going live with Yo Man's Lounge. I love the idea. In, in a potential in a potential concept. So <laughs> stay tuned for that. Um boy, this I believe that we're the only people tracking that stat. So um It's if, so meaningful. It's, it has to it's, be tracked. It's, no, it's so meaningful. And to combine alcohol and zero points, I mean, I feel like those those things naturally go hand in hand. Yeah. Um, hey, Guy, I want to I want to switch the, the tide here. This is not on the uh, it's not on the docket for today, but I wanted to tell you just a little bit about a project that I'm working on right now. Nice. A little bit of a data project. Ooh, cool. So I've decided to go in with a couple guys looking at the over under stat. Mm-hmm. So we are breaking that sucker down. Okay. This thing is is really fairly complicated to look at kind of all of the factors that cause a team to score. A certain value. So Vegas, for those that don't kind of follow the over-under stat, so this is a single number that's set for a specific game. Yeah. So let's say it's the combination of the two teams. So it's let's say it's 220 for a given night. Okay. So then all you have to do in order to win this bet is to kind of pick the over-under. And, you know, if it's a tie, it's a bust. But sure. um, there's actually a fair amount of data that actually goes into, like, trying to predict this scientifically. So uh, we're working on some advanced stats to actually break this down how are you working like what is how are you breaking it down so we're looking at the we're looking at kind of all of the recency bias and like looking at the 
looking at what teams are scoring, what teams are kind of um, what they're allowing and looking at that for each team and kind of putting together a quadrant of of that information. And Mm. then we're also looking at the the probability and also going to be running simulations as to what those players will actually score. So of the 240, what is it? 240 available minutes in a game running those simulations to see what they actually get. Whoa. So this is deep. I turned a relatively simple stat in what could be a a simple coin flip into a kind of a crazy analytical project, but it's been a lot of fun. I'm learning a lot about historical scoring trends for the NBA. So a lot more to come. I'm going to post some of that stuff up once I get it there, but it's, it's probably, it's, I probably have a year-long data project ahead of me to figure out the the, the over under. That's how committed I am to the NBA, folks. Oh my god, that's how committed. And how much of that is just actually creating a bar graph? Yeah, oh. don't ever, <laughs> don't do that to me, man. I've there's so much potential in the over under. You have so much in your head, and you have so much like written down. But put you in a in Excel spreadsheet <laughs> format, and you just lose your fucking mind. You can't hit art. Graph, you don't know how to do. That's hilarious. But uh, dude, I'm excited to hear more about that. And I wasn't ripping on you. I was just like, that's no, it's, it's it, fun, man. It, it's it's a lot of fun, and you actually you actually learn a lot about how teams score and yeah. kind of like what what causes different teams to score at different rates and everything. So, yeah. a completely analytical project, a lot, but a lot of fun and a lot of action. But I mean, for somebody who's in the 1230 project, I feel like I need something just as, just as crazy as a 1230 project. That sounds to, a little crazy to, uh, to be my secondary project. <laughs> yeah. So we are back. Hey, what's good fellas. What's oh happening? man, what an answer. The only answer to this question, not even the correct one. The only one is Russell Westbrook. Interesting. Russell 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 I'm doing how Carl Globe try to share around my body spinning on my finger right now. The will climb LeBron place crying Jordan in the this season. Yo, yo. Welcome, man. Hey, Guy, what, what do we got going on in the give and go today? Yeah, yo. Um, I feel like I think we got to talk about our team. I mm. think it's been a minute. It's been a many minutes since we've talked about the Timberwolves. And I just think, you know, based on my headline story and based on what I've been hearing from the media, that they're a talkable team. They're, a, they're the team of the town right now. They're being... Um, a focal point of what's been so good and what's kind of been a breakthrough in the NBA this season. A lot of teams like Philly or Boston or they've been talked about a lot, but they've been kind of flatlining in terms of what they've been normally, you know, they're done being the overachieving team, right? Mm-hmm. But there's, there's Minnesota's chance and they're kind of doing it in a weird um, timeline where they're not necessarily peaking or er- they're not necessarily peaking early. They're not peaking in the beginning of the season. Um, they're peaking correctly. They're they're ramping up in momentum. And I just think Minnesota right now <coughs> Minnesota right now is a half game behind San Antonio. God, that's so for the third seed in the motherfucking Western Conference. That God. features Oklahoma City. That features Golden State, Houston, San Antonio. Like yeah, Golden State, San Antonio, Portland, the Denver, Boogie, you know, Cle- like Tower the, Brothers, the, the Clippers. Like I mean, still, regardless of where they sit now, we're talking about teams that have just kicked our butt yeah. in the past, and we we are now in the middle of that pack. Right. Um. So they are uh, three games away from tying their last season record, mm-hmm. which you know that's like sixty percent of the season. Mm-hmm. So they have an entire forty percent left. And they hold tiebreakers against Oklahoma City, against like Portland, 
And so even if teams tied them in the end of the season, they have the tiebreaker over them. Yeah. So so just a couple of quick stats, Guy, um, just kind of where we're sitting. So those who don't know kind of where the Timberwolves are at. So they're sixth in points per game, 20th in rebounds per game, 11th in assists per game. Um, and they have a record of 28 and 16 as, a, as of this podcast. Yeah. So, I mean, that's... Just think about like where we where we've been, where we are now. Yeah, and they've only lost to the Western Conference six. That's six times. That's the majority of the games that they have to play now is still Western Conference games. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not, it's not out of the pipeline to think that they could be the third seed in the West and when all things are done. Harden's also down for a month, right? So mm-hmm. like they could even creep up to second seed territory just for you know, a, a brief minute. Um, Real talk, though. Are they contenders? Are the Minnesota Timberwolves, as currently composed, contenders, not playoff bound? Are they contenders? No. So what are the are there more than one contenders? Are there two contenders? Are there oh, can can we put can we redefine what contending means? I mean, can we put more people on that list or no? It's only Cleveland. It's only Golden State, even though Cleveland's no, struggling madly. right no, now. No, no, no. I, I mean, I don't even think. I, I actually think they are <laughs> they could get through the East as of this point. Like I, so Minnesota, if they were in the East, could get through the East. I think they could potentially get through the East. I don't know about if they could if they could fully get through Boston, but I I'll at least give them a shot of getting through Boston. I do not think they can get through Golden State. Okay. I do not think they can get through Golden State. And James Harden has to be in that lineup. Has to be in that lineup, and they have to play consistent ball. Like We've seen goal, or, uh, we've seen a Houston team that's shut down in the playoffs. Yeah. So, and we've seen Harden being like a fifty-point scorer, but they lose on yeah. three separate occasions this year. You know, like so Harden, as great as he's been, is a one is kind of one-dimensional. Mm-hmm. He just runs the paint and he scores, or he runs the paint and passes, mm-hmm. and it's kind of predictable. And the problem I see with Houston is that they could be so one-dimensional. That teams are going to be able to adapt very early and very early on in the postseason. But Minnesota has a lot of gambling pieces right now. Like, is Jimmy Butler MVP? Is um, is Wiggins good? Is Cat like the superstar here? You know, mm-hmm. what's coming off the bench? There's a lot of unvar- variables. So, My- so just run a couple of scenarios here, Gabe. So if they play, if they were to play in the three seed, yeah. let's say, let's say we. We shoot for the moon here. Let's get it. And they they actually play in the three seed. Yeah. Who who are they playing? So they could play any one of these teams. Let's just name them. San Antonio. Mm-hmm. As currently composed, I think they beat San Antonio. I think they can beat San Antonio. We might be out coached, but we might actually win the four games that are required. OKC could happen. Right now, they're the sixth seed. Yeah. And we've beaten them 3-1 so far. Mm-hmm. So, like, who's to say that, you know, pattern doesn't, you know, repeat itself? Yeah. Um, I'm scared to death playing OKC, but that could happen. Denver... I think it's a lock for us to beat Denver. Mm-hmm. I think the problems that they have are our strengths. So we crush Denver. Portland. I think that's the biggest wild card of this draw because CJ McCollum and Damian Lillard could destroy us mm-hmm. because that's two pronged, you know, guards that are just going at us and we can't stop more than one, right? So mm-hmm. um and then there's New Orleans and there's the Clippers. So it's like all the teams in the bottom of the West are all about 22 and 20, 21 and 20 right now. Like, 
we could face any one of those teams. And like I guess Utah is, you know, in your mix too of games that teams that maybe yeah, but that we, maybe could hit. Yeah, but we could beat. But I we mean, could beat Utah. We yeah. could beat Clippers and we could beat so like I'm only really scared of Portland and OKC. Mm-hmm. And you know, the New Orleans Pelicans, if they get anything in their heads together, um, we've beaten them all time all three times that we've had to play them. So we've sweeped them and we have the tiebreaker over them too. I mean, I think we're already second round bound, like without being super rose colored, like, you know, you know, drink the Kool-Aid kind of shit. And that but that that is assuming that is assuming everybody stays healthy. Yeah. And 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 I and I don't I don't mean to set that up as a as a as a pretext for something bad to happen, but a what has happened this season in terms of like all-star caliber people being hurt? I don't think that we can we have to get through this season and we we have to make sure that it cat wit well cat butler and probably wiggins have to be in tip top shape in order to get through. Okay, so um I love your point about how there's been injuries around the league that have hit the bug and we've been so fortunate to yeah. have only really missed two or three games out of all of them with Butler or Cat or Wiggins out. Mm-hmm. And actually, you know, it's only been Butler. Um so yeah, maybe, but guess what? All of history has ever shown is that Cat is very durable. He's never missed a game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wiggins has yeah. only ever missed a game because of uh, sickness. Um he was like fell flu, he fell sick or something. No, and they, Butler's they, been maybe the wild card in terms of health, but this year I'm watching a different type of Jimmy Butler. Like, he wants to win more than ever. You know, mm-hmm. it's always been his part, his thing. But um, he's not going like hard. Uh, he's not throwing his body at any given thing—a fluke play that could like really destroy his ankles or his knees or something. Mm-hmm. And so he's really just taking it very cas- uh, carefully, and he's able to. Um, I agree. That one injury sets us back completely, but don't you think that's what happens with all teams? No, I think I think it definitely happens with all teams. I I just I don't know. I I, I get very skeptical about beating a team like OKC with somebody like Butler. If you if you lose Butler, you lose Cat, especially. I get nervous. But let's let let's I, let's I say get, that doesn't I, happen though. No, like, it does. Happened? It doesn't happen. I say we play very competitively. I I say we can actually beat them. Sweet. I say we can actually beat them. However, that gets us to second round. Yeah, I know. And then we're playing against the Golden State if we're the fourth seed and we win. Then we would play Golden State if they're the first seed. And mm-hmm. then or Houston mm-hmm. because they're the two seed. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we match up well against both teams. And I'm not saying it's out of the question that we take them to six or seven. I don't know if we beat them. But I'm just saying I'm <laughs> yeah, hardcore I mean- saying we match up very well because their strengths are also our strengths. They shoot. We don't shoot very well. Yeah. That's a strength, but their their roster strength is you know in their wings mm-hmm. and in the couple of their bigs. And we have a couple great bigs, and we have strength in our wings. Mm-hmm. So that's where we are. And um, you know, there's a couple of wild cards that get it. And honestly, Warriors will probably get us in five. But I think in a seven game series, we'll we'll, we'll adjust as much as they will. No, I you mean, you know what they do? They transition, they dunk, and they shoot threes. Like, how much more of their game are they going to change? I don't think they're going to change a lot of their game, but you're you're talking about if if you get to the end of the season with a healthy Warriors team that is out for revenge, like they they are going to be difficult to beat. I think the best case scenario is taking a couple games off of them to show to show that the Warriors or or the Rockets 
whoever that we're ready. We, we're ready. Yeah. We're serious. And like that's this season. Mm-hmm. Next season, next season, it's it's something else, man. Yeah, that's actually where I was at. That was where I was at like a month and a half ago or so. Like it might not be this season that we get over the hump. It might be next season that we do something really special. Mm-hmm. But I'm changing my two dude and i am really interested in what's to come like there's a trade deadline happening there's going to be moves going to be making that are be made we might not make a move but we've been really solidified in what we're we're good at what we're bad at and we've tried to minimize all our weaknesses we're like like we're like a top team in turnovers like we don't turn over the ball we are one of the top teams in um in free throws like we are doing the things that get points when we can't shoot the ball really well you know mm-hmm. i i just I find that we're zagging when people are kind of doing the zigging, where they're doing the three-pointers, and we definitely can't. Um, well, more to come, and we can only improve, right? That's what's yeah, really no, insane no. about this. We, we can only improve it, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not being <laughs> – I'm optimistic. Yeah, yeah. It, I'm absolutely optimistic, and but but it's just like we're overshooting our, our crazy preseason predictions here. Yeah. In like, hey, we're, we're going to be a five-seed or something. We're potentially going to be a three seed, yeah. challenging the best teams out there, yeah. you know, for, for a spot in the Western Conference Finals. Like that, that to me is mm-hmm. a successful season. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely a successful season. Do I want, do I want the Timberwolves to come home with the trophy? Yes, but I mean, like, dude, it's going to be a dogfight for, yeah. for for this round of the, especially in the Western Conference. Two more things. Yes, um, really quick. The Timberwolves might have a 20-game win improvement from last year. So they would be from 31 wins to 51. 51. They might have 51 wins at the end of this. Mm-hmm. 51-31 is actually a very plausible. Mm-hmm. That's a 20-game win improvement from a season that's almost historically never been done before. Probably mm-hmm. once or twice. Sure. So the one team that did it was the Oklahoma City Thunder. Back when <laughs> they were trash, yeah. moved to Oklahoma City. Yeah. And then got you know Jeff Green or out and got um, Abaka, Harden, Westbrook, yeah, and Durant, yeah. And I think at that time they also had like um, uh, Kendrick Perkins, okay, and Darren Collison. It doesn't matter, not Darren Collison. Doesn't matter. That team, four young dudes, you know, the youth movement changing the game, mm-hmm. got into the playoffs, got into the fucking conference finals, and lost to LA. Um. I guess like Kobe and Paul Gasol and all that shit. So I'm saying that there's similarities in how this has been happening. So we were this young team, but we went a different route. We had Levine, we had Rubio, we had Chris Dunn. We we got rid of those mm-hmm. and we kept the crop of that, right? We kept the cream of that. And um, that's Wiggins and Towns. And we built with contending players. We ch- chose not to continue this rebuilding mission. Mm-hmm. We built with contending players in Gibson and Butler, mm-hmm. so it's a different model. So when they were zigging, or the, when they were like shift moment, the, when they were like cruising in their momentum, and then they lost to um, L.A., they kind of lost their speed, you know. Then they lost um, Harden, and then they lost Ibaka, and then they lost Durant, yeah. and yeah. like so, but all they- four of those players they couldn't sustain. And you know, my thing is. We could have done that route. Yeah. We could have kept our core, but we probably wouldn't have even gotten to that level. Yeah. And even if we could, we probably wouldn't have been able to retain them. So this is an interesting way to rebuild yeah. into contention. Sure. But I mean, you know, there's going to be eyes 
There's eyes on a team that goes and wins 20 more games in a season. Yeah. There's eyes on these players. So they have to go as far as they possibly can go. Mm-hmm. And they need to convince everybody to say it's it might be longer than that one year mission. Yeah. Because because otherwise otherwise like the pieces start getting picked up. Yeah. Like it's and that's just the nature of this NBA. Like yeah. it's <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like it but t- like players just don't say we, the Minnesota players do have a loyalty that I do, you know, like appreciate that, that's that's unique to the NBA. Mm-hmm. However, they're getting people from all over the place yeah. to join this to join this movement. And it's just like they have to be committed to that movement in order for it truly to pay off in the long run. So I I appreciate everything they're doing this season. Yeah. But it might be a, a two year, two or three year time frame in which you have to be looking at mm. to, for the top spot. However, however, to a player that, you know, if you're in Chicago this season, what are you doing? Like, yeah. you're not getting anything. So it's like you're you're moving a team up into potential contention, changing the dynamic, changing the dynamic of the draft, changing the dynamic of that situation yeah, for that team. I agree. So, I mean, like, as a player, it still has to be exciting. I, 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 think, I think so. It, I think it has to be exciting. Regardless. So, um, well, yeah, thank you for letting me talk about Minnesota there. Like that was um, something I've been wanting to talk about, but it was been such a frustrating season because it started off so schizophrenic. And I just think that the momentum is really building in the right direction. And we have to just scream about our pride of Minnesota right now because, mm-hmm. you know, the Vikings and the Twins and yeah. all these other teams are doing really well right now. So, mm-hmm. um, but I have a hot take, you know, speaking from being from Minnesota, I have yeah. a hot take. But, you know, it's a hot take in a hot dish served ah, right to you. There you know, it is. Like a green bean tater tot casserole style. I got to go ahead and say this, man. I think DeMar DeRozan wow. and or Jimmy Butler are our MVPs right now. I'm, I'm fucking saying it. Wow. I'm fucking saying it. And you, you, you can, you, you can back, you know, back me up or you can say, no, you're done. You're down. You're dumb. No, let me see. Let me see. I want to look at I'm. All right, Key. I gotta. I I I want to pull up the stats so I have evidence here. I have evidence. You know, we're we're analytical on this podcast. We're analytical. So, twenty five, four and five. Oh, with a pie of fourteen eight. Oh my god. Okay, oh. I, I'll even lay down the case for this. Um, he hasn't missed a game. So the people who are in MVP consideration right now are LeBron, are KD, are James Harden, are Kyrie Irving. They've all missed time. Yeah. Okay, significant time, in fact. James Harden's missing a month. KD's missed a month. Curry's missed a month. Yeah. LeBron's maybe missed a handful of games. Um, so they're kind, not necessarily coasting. They've had injuries. So that puts them down a notch. Toronto could be the first seed in the East when it's all Oh, no, done. they definitely could be. And if they're the first seed, does DeMar DeRozan get your vote? No. Does Kyrie Irving? Does LeBron? If they're the third seed, the fourth seed? No, I don't think, I mean, with... With how erratic that Cleveland has been playing, I mean, Cleveland has to turn the ship around in order for LeBron to get that vote. My only player, the only player I kind of put against DeRozan is Kevin Durant. I think Kevin Durant is the only one that can make the case. I think in order to be in order to be the MVP player for this season, you have to be on this this goes back to our argument last year, Guy. Just in terms of what does the MVP player have to be on the best team? Mm-hmm. 
So because you're making, yeah, they serve presidents that it's not because to be. because you're you're making a case, you're making a case then with uh, with Jimmy Butler to be the MVP and having the best season. So yeah, maybe like they've he basically put thirty games on the map for them. You know, like that's basically what I'm saying. Like he improved that team by that much, and you know, KD's missed some time, and KD's obviously an MVP caliber player. He's probably one of the best defending uh, fours right now too, which is insane. Um, but Der- Der- DeMar DeRozan came into the league as a volume scorer, volume shooter, and he's evolved his game to now he's leading his team almost in assists, career high in assists, career high in, I think, in rebounds. And I'm just saying, like, he's doing it all for the team. Career high in rebounds? No. Well, I said maybe, and I guess okay. I'm wrong. Okay. No, I mean, he's, like, he's playing exceptionally well. He's playing... He's absolutely playing exceptionally well. I'm not far off. Like no, 5.2, no, no, 4.2, yeah. no, 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 you're not, you're not far off. You're not, you're not far off, but he's not like in looking at these stats, he's not even playing to the same, the same points, the same breakdown as he was last season. However, however, your point about him being healthy throughout the whole season and catapulting that team to one yeah. is, is there's enough merit in doing that. Mm. I don't think that you're going to get the basketball traditionalists, the voters, to to follow that Jimmy Butler story. Yeah, I think that's a shame. I think if I think what has to happen, what needs to happen, actually, sorry, I'm actually now asking you, what needs to happen for Demar Derozan and or Jimmy Butler to be in the MVP consideration if they're not going to be? No, I think Demar Demar Derozan only solidifies his case if the Toronto Raptors are in the first seed. Okay, I I think that's the only way. I don't actually think that there is a a way for Butler. A way for Butler to I think he can be in the potential conversation. So how many people will they actually bring in? Four or five? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't actually know how many people are actually in that conversation. I mean it would it's we'll based s- on their votes, so I would assume five. Yeah. I would assume five or six players. It's not gonna be unanimous this year. It's not gonna be unanimous. So you potentially bring him in the vote. So as of like, if you ended the season right now, yeah. If you ended the season right now, who like who's in that conversation? So well, it's, it's been it's been it was Greek Freak in the beginning. It's yeah. not no longer Greek Freak, and then it became LeBron and Curry, and then yeah. Curry went out, and then it was all Harden for a long time. Yeah, and no. now Curry's back in the conversation, and LeBron's coming back in the conversation, but LeBron's losing, and you know so. Yeah, but that's so the conversation and Harden's out for a month. I know, I know. But that's so, like those conversations are the course of over a couple of weeks. They're they're changing dynamics. Well, if the season but ended right now, if this so so if the season ended right now, you still end up with from a basketball polling perspective, you end up with an outside chance that Jimmy Butler actually ends up in that top five. Yeah, I, I just think it's a bit of a shame. If so, now the question is now for Jimmy Butler: what? There's no possible way, even if the Timberwolves for some stupid ass reason get the one seed. No, I think there is if they yeah. get the one seat. I think, but I think it's the team bias. Mm-hmm. I I absolutely think it's the team bias. So I think the the Golden State, Houston, Toronto, Boston, all all are going to be in that conversation. Probably. So so it's their top players are all going to be in that list, and I think that Jimmy Butler is on the outside looking in. Gotcha. And I, I I'm not saying I I agree with it. I'm just saying as of what we see in today's NBA, like he's not. He's not going to be in that unless something significant happens. Gotcha. Yeah, right on. I mean, that, so, that, was, that was my so that was my green bean that, casserole. But that, but that being said, that being said, 
what he's got to fight for. He's just got to he's got to fight for the NBA Finals MVP. Is what mm-hmm. he's got to fight for. There it is because that's what we want to see him win. So, all right, Guy, um, I'm gonna bring. I'm going a little bit on the lighter side here, Guy, and I am going with. I'm going with Honda's hot dish hot take. Embiid will never have the same rating that LeBron has. <laughs> okay. <laughs> is, what is LeBron? So LeBron has a 95 rating. Okay. Is that the best in the league? It's like the best that's been out there yeah. recently. Embiid's rating was 86. <laughs> sure. 86. And I'm like, I don't, I don't think he's, I don't think they're going to put him at that level. Yeah. So my question to you is, will he, is there something that Embiid can do? Going into next season to actually catapult his ranking into the 90s. Mechanical legs. <laughs> just, just fucking cheat. Just cheat. Cheat codes. Yeah. That, that's, that's it. Game genie. <laughs> Blowing that game genie. Put that game inside the game genie. Uh, that's my miracle drug here for him. I think uh, he hasn't been healthy this season even. He's played 30 of the 40-some games, so he's missed a chunk of games. And... Uh, well, LeBron is LeBron, and mm-hmm. how does how does Embiid get into that status? Well, he needs to win uh, multiple championships. He needs to win MVP. He needs to stay healthy. <laughs> he needs to break records. He needs to you know to stop the Instagram post and like, dude, it's gonna be insane. And I think that all has to play with uh, the video game rating. Um, so for six points, so he's eighty nine. What did you say? No, he's eighty six. So for nine points, nine. Yeah, he's got to go for nine points. Man, how can he improve my nine points? Well, that's such a like. I don't think a it's deep fun. life story question. <laughs> There's it's 2K life story. One point every day. One point every day. It That's doesn't it. Get it. Let me ask one other question, piggybacking on that. Yeah. Is this the highest that Joel Embiid will ever score? Oh. Is 86 his peak? What is your hot take, hot dish? I'm saying it might be. Uh, I'm saying But might is not an answer. Is it or yes. is it not? Yes. It is. I'm saying 86 is, yes. I'm saying 86 is as high as it goes. Yes. As a 76er. Oh. Yeah. It's got to get traded. All right. <laughs> I, I don't uh, know. Gee, you're just throwing out crazy speculation like or or sucking me in to, to, <laughs> yeah. to declare crazy speculation. Yeah. Hey, Gee, let's go to the pop-up shop, see what else is going on. Dude, things are going on. Things are happening you got to make a stop at Guy's Pop-Up Shop. When you want it, when you don't want it, when you need it, when you just know that you're out of ice cream, <laughs> you got to go to the store. you got to hang out with us. Brian the Pine Boys. With the fashion, with the drama, with the hairstyles, with the ponytails, we got New Jersey's alert. Um, finishing up with statement jerseys are Toronto Raptors with the North jerseys. They are black and gold. They are OVO-themed. Why? Why it's, continue with this Drake legacy like this? He has ca- tattoos of Curry and of KD on his leg. That's Drake. <laughs> he does not have the. He does not have the. You know the Raptor know. boys. Why would you put him on? Like, why would you have him on? Yeah. Why would you have him on for all this? However, however, I have two different opinions on this. Yeah. I actually don't have a problem with the jersey. I do not have a problem with the jersey. These jerseys are so bad. No, they're not that bad. I would wear this jersey. That's you. I would wear this jersey. Well, Gee. that's like your opinion, man. Oh, oh, oh dear God, <laughs> dear God, setting the hard pick right there. Um, they look like they have breasts. They look like. Okay, let me just not, let me not do that. Let me not say that. The word is north. 
they don't have Toronto. They don't have Raptors. They just decided, let's just call it's ourselves city, North. It's a city edition jersey. They have creative freedom to play around with it. So let's not have aligned text. Let's have text go on any place which way. Let's like just you know put a blindfold on, put text on there. Here's an R. Here's an H. Gee, I do not have a problem with this. I don't think there is a case that you can you can say I would wear this. I would wear this to the gym and actually like. You look cool. Or, or, you or feel cool. Go, <laughs> I would feel cool. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Thank, thank you so little. Like, oh my god, gee, there's no problem with this. There's. I, there's no problem. I think there's a deeper problem in having OVO as your main sponsor. Okay. Your I'll main give you sponsor, that. but he's the cultural ambassador. Like <laughs> this is like I don't they're trying to have this legacy. Would I would I have rather had an old school Raptors picture? Yes. yes. Would I but that's not the question. Can I handle this jersey? Yes. I can't handle it. Unbelievable! I, I can't game. handle any of this. Unbelievable! This is game. my pop-up shop. Unbelievable! <laughs> so you're 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 just like you're setting out the price tag is free for all the yeah. all the Discounted. all the city the city edition jerseys yeah. at the Geese pop-up Manager shop. special. I also want to say that I think the the uh, the court is also equally as trash. I think it's super distracting, and I think, hey, what about the people fitting sitting on the other side of the fucking place? Everything's pointing south. Oh. Oh, and what about the people on the other side? They're facing west. Or what about the other side? They're facing east. Dude, think about it. (laughs) The cardinal directions are a bit of a problem (laughs) for the court. I will will agree with that. Never with the jersey. We're leaving the pop-up shop, and we're going to settle some bets on the Rambling Gambler. Hey, Gee? Yeah. We need to square up on the Shane Larkin bet. So we do know that both, well, the Celtics and the... Sixers. Sixers went to London and they played a little game. So we need to uh, one of our bets. Mm-hmm. One of our bets was actually on Shane Larkin. Put uh, mm-hmm. Shane Larkin's plus minus, which I don't. I don't know the number of. Uh, I even, can't believe you said that even, seriously. Even diehard basketball fans making a bet like this. No one but does this. Shane, Shane Larkin came in short, so I believe that I owe you uh, a few hundred minions for yeah. this. Yeah. Well, the bet was for those who. You know what? They know. They know at home. Yeah. Because they're listening at yeah, home every time. Of course. It was like if they were if he was gonna have a plus or minus of zero or, or higher than zero. <laughs> that was our bet. <laughs> and I won. <laughs> I didn't want to make I didn't want to win. <laughs> you didn't you didn't want to win. No. You did not want to win on the back of Shane Larkin. <laughs> Unbelievable. Hey, so here's Here's a bet. Like, Ooh, I, like, I like where you're going. Here's a bet. So in the three pointers made, this yes. is one of my favorite categories. We already have we we do have a bet that we need to revisit on Harden and Eric Gordon. Yeah. Um, but that's I believe that that's playing out through the course of the season. So in three pointers made, let me just read off this category and you pick the name that doesn't belong. Uh, James Harden at 145. <laughs> Clay Thompson at 140, Eric Gordon at 126, Paul George at 124, Wayne Ellington at 120. I think you want me to pick a specific name. <laughs> and I'm not gonna. Uh, you're not gonna. He fucking belongs in there, man. Wayne Ellington belongs in the top five. If you've watched any Miami games. I don't. <laughs> That's I, it. I don't. That's it. That's why, That's why we don't talk about this anymore, but he's uh, one of the better shooters okay, in the league. Okay, so for the my, Ram- my, my name that doesn't belong in there is Paul George. Fucking Paul, fuck Paul George, man. He doesn't belong in here. Oh my god, but oh, Paul George belongs in there. So my my question, my question. You know what? I'm not going to give you the, <laughs> the slanderous Paul George bet for this. I'm going to say 
I'm going to give it to All-Star. Let's give it to All-Star break. Can Wayne Ellington stay in the top five? Dude. Yes. No. No. Oh, my God. 10? 15? 10 condominiums says Wayne Ellington. You get rejected. Whoa. No soup for you. I'm $10 richer. Let's go get avocados. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Two avocados. That's it. That's it. That's my own. That's that's it for the Rambling Gambler. Hey, we got to close up this episode. But before we do, we got to go into the best and worst games of the week. So here we go. Golden State versus Toronto. That's happening this evening. So that's on the 13th. Ooh. Portland versus Minnesota is coming up. Monday. That is on the 14th. Golden State versus Cleveland. Ah. I really, really like this. And I want to see Golden State beat them to a pulp. That that's is an on MLK the, day. That is on the 15th. The worst games of the week are a weekly public service announcement. Indiana and Phoenix, I don't really like on the 14th. Sacramento and OKC on the 15th uh, is not very good. Not a good game. And there is zero chance I will be watching Utah versus Sacramento on the 17th. No, 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 no. Get that away from me. So it's hideous. For our League of the Week, I'm going to bring you to the ABC National One from Algeria <laughs> and GS Petroilers versus the WA Barofic. Very close. Probably. Baufaric. You know what? I'm just gonna roll. I with, liked it. I'm gonna I go. Like your I'm, pronunciation. I'm gonna go with that. I'm gonna go with that. You're going to play ball in Algeria this week, yeah. and you're gonna like it. Nice. You're gonna like it. So that's our league of the week. You know what? A special, a special announcement. If you're wondering where all of our following of Lavar Ball and his sons is, it is no longer a part of this podcast. It is part of the trash. It is part of the trash. So we will sweep it out every week. Yeah. If you guys try and bring it back in, we will sweep, sweep it, it right back out. <laughs> yeah, so like, like hey, it. you know what? We love doing this podcast. If you could follow along, if you could follow us on Twitter, follow us on Facebook, that would be awesome. So you could find us on Twitter at Ryden underscore the pine. You could find us on Instagram at Ryden underscore. Ryden underscore the pine. We got that underscore unlock. <laughs> yes, it's unlock. It's unlock. And you can also you can also find us and you can also join in every single week. Do it. Over the course of the season for NBA Thursday. So we have a couple of Thursday events a month. And, you know, because it's 2018, we decided to do something new. Mm -hmm. So we're going to have Saturday events. So we're having a Saturday event coming up on the 20th. So we're going to watch a great game there. And we're going to have... Oh, boy, I'm so excited for February. We're going to have all of the All-Star Game festivities on and get a whole big team together to watch that. So that is coming as well. Stay with us. Stay riding the pine. Stay pine, boys. That's it. That's it. it. So, um... That's it. This is a Vencast Studios production. Tune in, subscribe, and uh, nail to your local public church's doorway. Ride in the Pine, now on Almighty Baller Radio. Tune in and find us wherever fine podcasts are sold. Break glass in case a podcast emerges. Ride in the Pine, brought to you by God Shamwell. Brought to you, brought to you by Hondo, a.k.a. Brad Hoiberg. Join us on Twitter at Ryden underscore the Pine.
the copperhead snake. It hisses before attacking. But that's not a copperhead. That's the Sullivan's RV freshwater tank overflowing into their black one, which is backing into their vent pipe, making for a very different kind of attack. One that arrives just in time for taco night. It's wild out there. When it gets too wild, Progressive has your RV covered. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, the pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.